If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, the podcast. Super excited to have all of you back today. And we're hanging out with one of my dear friends, one of my soul sisters from California, Mobile Mary, Mary Barnett. And today we're going to talk about how to make money with your phone. Doesn't that sound fun? And oh. Mary's been doing this for a while. So she, she's one of the experts in this space. And I have a lot of questions for Mary, because I feel like the world has shifted and like, what are people doing with their phones? Are they reading their text? Yes, they are. We'll talk about that. So Mary, I just want to say first, welcome to Quantum Thank Revenue. Thank you. This is awesome. I know we we have so many stories we probably can't tell on air um, of all our adventures on the speaking circuit and uh, yes, such good times, such good times. And um, everyone who listens to your podcast knows that you're an amazing person. But I can attest behind the scenes, behind the curtain, um, she is an amazing. It's, it, yeah, so I love you, and I'm so excited to be on your show. Embarrassing me. This is blushing. Thank you, and I feel the same about you. And I was saying like. We kind of were like Thelma and Louise when we took that road trip to Las Vegas. Remember that? That was fun. And remember, remember the bathroom without stalls? Yes. <laughs> we were scared. We're scared. We we survived. That was a that was a yeah, pretty mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That's okay. That's you know, and that's one of the things I love about you. We're gonna have fun. And you know, the world <laughs> needs more fun. I feel like as a world, we've forgotten how to have fun. We've forgotten how to laugh. So we're going to bring some lightness to everyone today. Yes. That was definitely life is short, baby. Let's do it. Awesome. So before we do that, um, really quickly, some, my team always wants me to do the housekeeping stuff. So if you haven't yet go to UrsulaInc.co, the homepage, and you'll find our course quantum revenue expansion, the masterclass. 
it's recorded, it's ready to go. There's three parts. Number one, we talk about how to, how do you create a quantum revenue goal? Number two, we talk about how to get your marketing and your packages and all the things in alignment with your quantum revenue goal. Because I think now, and we're talking about marketing day, but I feel like people try to do so much in marketing when you'd be well served to do a couple key things with that. And then finally, at the end of it, we talk about how to collapse time and get there even faster. How do you take a quantum leap? Like if you really wanted to X your sales, what would that look like? And we've been helping clients do that even during the pandemic. I know some of our clients are like, you're never going to believe this. I'm going to have my best year ever during this interesting time. And we want that for everyone. So it's free. Just go to UrsulaInc.co, grab the masterclass and enjoy. All right. With that, let me tell you about the amazing, the very cool, very smart. Like Mary knows about a lot of stuff. Mary Barnett, Barnett, also known as Mobile Mary in the industry, is a text marketing and social media expert. And her company, Another Brilliant Idea Incorporated, helps business owners and restaurants use social media to grow a database that they own so that they can reach their best customers offline as well as online, giving them what they want instantly and on demand to increase sales and brand loyalty. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about this whole space. But anyway, before we get there, I would love to hear, hear your story. Just like I knew, and, and you know, you and your, maybe people don't know, like you and your husband do the business together. You lead the business. You're the CEO. What was the story that brought you to starting your own business and staying in this crazy entrepreneurial world? Right. Because <laughs> it's also kind of crazy, right? That when we're entrepreneurs, there's some kind of like unbridled enthusiasm of unrequited love of independence that keeps you going when normally you'd be like, just give it up. You know, you're like, no, it's going to be great. So back in uh, 88, actually, back in the, in the last century, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, um, I was actually a loan executive at United Way. And I was running all their like fundraising for, you know, I was part of a team of loan executives and um, I just loved it. I loved like creating promotions and, and, you know, organizing events and, and helping the market and get, you know, raise more money, obviously, if you're not away. And one of my clients at the end of that program said, well, hey, um, what do you do full time? Because obviously all loan executives are kind of loaned for their companies. And I worked for Beckman Instruments and, you know, very, very glamorous job, you know, marketing assistant. And I said, well, why, what do you need? And she's like, well, we have this big bureau conference coming up. And I thought maybe like you could be a consultant for, I'm like, I am 24 years old. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, well, um, let me check my calendar and I'll get back to you. So the elevator doors close. I like start jumping up and down. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So like I drive home, me and Steve were married, I think not even a year. I said, she's asking me to be, he's like, don't call right away. Like make her, make him look like you're busy. Yes. Steve's so funny. He's like, seriously, like, wait. And we had bought each other a Mac plus for our wedding gift to each other. Cause we were still in college and you know, that's, you know, that's so romantic. Right. You didn't even have a hard drive. You had a floppy disk and a, you know, a program and you'd switch them back and forth, you know? So I take, took those two hours and I made letterhead, like, let's come up with a company name, you know? My maiden name was Alexander and his name was Barnett and I was had a degree in communication. So it was Alexander Barnett Communications, ABC. Ooh, that sounds good. Like I just made it up. Like, oh my God. So then I called and I'm like, you know what? I think I could move a few things around and squeeze you in. And they're like, great. It pays $8,000, which I thought was a million dollars. I'm like, right. you know, like trying not to breathe, you know. And she's like, and just bring, um, uh, you know, because I still had to give notice to Beckman. 
So, so she says, okay, and you know, when you're available, bring a contract and a PO and we'll get started. I'm like, what the heck is a PO? Like, I didn't want to ask because I was like, I had to be like all super fancy, right? I'm you know, a super successful businesswoman already. I'm 24 years old, right? And, and I'm like, okay, you know, so I had to drive down to the library. There was no Mr. No Uncle Google available. So I drove down. I, I literally remember to this day walking up to the librarian lady and I'm like, hi, um, would you use PO in a sentence like bring a PO to and a contract? Like she was like purchase order. I'm like, are you sure? Cause it could be something else. It could be, you know, <laughs> are they mad at me? PO? Like I, and she's like, no. So like she, we went into like the dusty cave, you know, got the book and like literally put on the mimeograph machine, you know, 10 cents. Yeah. And then I literally taped it to the wall and copied it word for word. And that's how I started my business. <laughs> I don't know. You know, in a sentence. That's yeah. my favorite line. Okay. So, yeah. So I thought I was all hot, you know, with my big shoulder pads, my hair in a bun, you know, my little bow tied 1988, you know, hello. Miss TRW, here is my contract and here is my PO. And she's like, fine, stamp, stamp. Your office is over there. I'm like, okay. So yeah, so that's how we started our business. So we did like event marketing. It was all based on, you know, conferences and trade shows and service awards. And we did that for basically 20 years, all traditional marketing, direct mail, um, bulletin, you know, um, billboards, like everything you would normally do. And then in 2007, um, the iPhone came out and I was, one of my clients was Kawasaki at the time, you know, the people who have make motorcycles yeah. whose clients happen to be mobile, by the way. So it was after like a dealer meeting and our, uh, we're, I'll admit, I was a little sassy because we'd had a few drinks and they were popping off saying, oh, the dealers don't even appreciate what we do for them. And they are complaining that we don't bring enough clients to them and blah, blah, they're all. So I'm like, well, how do you bring clients to them? And they're like, whoa, uh, you know, so they're just popping off. Well, our agencies do, you know, this and this and this. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, we even are using the new service called email. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, email. That's exciting. You know, I said, but your clients are mobile. Why aren't you marketing them on the mobile device? Like they're carrying it in their pocket. What? I'm like, yeah. You know, like a flip phone. Everyone has a flip phone and they're literally mobile. Like you could send something like a text to them. I was making it up because I had read some little article in a podunk industry rag that said this little company was doing like in a gas station. Like, so I was like, why? I don't see why it couldn't happen nationwide. Right. Yeah. So a long story short, called the company, said, Hey, can I hire you to help me build something to do a nationwide campaign? And they're like, sure. So it took two years of the agencies telling me, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can. And I'm like, you're not the boss of me. Like, I wouldn't say it out loud, but you know, maybe a six. So I'm like, you're not the boss of me. So I would call them up. I'm like, okay, now we have to make it. So it does this and this and this. So after two years, 2009, we launched a campaign and drove over 93,000 new customers to their dealerships across the country. And I'm like, this is it. Like I had never gotten that kind of results in 20 years of doing traditional marketing. So I dropped everything and went all in on mobile. And that's how we got into mobile. And yeah, the rest is herstory, right? So, so you've been crushing <laughs> it ever since. But I got to go back. So at the beginning of your story, you're like, you know, you were talking about the business and the business name and you and Steve sitting there and, the, you know, these 20 something year olds. And you're like, we just made it up. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to highlight that because 
That's all we do. That's all we do all day long as entrepreneurs is we make it up. And my right. business owners are like, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I'm like, well, you just get to make it up. So if you could make it up any way you wanted it to, right? Well, how right. would you make it up? And sure. anyway, that's, that's super powerful. So, so 93,000 customers. I, re, you know, I knew you during this time. I remember you working on this and working on it and working on it. And, you know, cheers to you for perseverance at a time when that was a new thing. How, so I'm curious, I'm kind of jumping ahead. I'm going to jump around today because I have so many questions for you. How has mobile changed from 2007 till now? Or how? Well, the difference is when I used to get up on stages, people would, you know, talk their head to the side of the, the RCA dog that's dating me, but they would, and they'd be like, what? Like I leave my phone at home for emergency <laughs> or we have a family <laughs> phone. We leave plugged into the car. I'm like, okay. I said, there will be a day that you won't leave your house without your cell phone, your keys, your wallet, and your cell phone. Like that's, and people literally be like, no, you know, no. So they literally, so I, so when you said we, it blew up, no, it didn't. Like in 2007, like I said, it took two years in the middle of that. My doctor told me I had cancer. I had major surgery in 2008. The market dropped out. We just moved to a new house. We almost lost our house. Like there were so many struggles and God opened doors. And we like, one of them was a friend of mine worked for a company that fed the military. And he said, we were donating the service because literally we were almost paying people to use our software. Like, please, please use it so we can prove it works to everyone, you know? And so he saw, we, we donated to a little theater company and our kids were involved and he was, we were backstage and he said, you know, do you think you would, um, you think I could use it to drive Marines into a mess hall? Yes. Yes, we can. <laughs> and again, he just entered, opened the door, but it took two years to convince them this would work, right? So that started off the military contracts. And then that credibility gave us the ability to get, you know, corporations, then restaurants, retail stores, associations, things like that. So it's been a rough go because people thought the mobile phone was a fad for some reason at the time. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in five years. Thank you. Good night. You know, welcome yeah, stage. Yeah. But today, the difference with your question is that now, like, it's almost embarrassing. Like our phones actually even tell us you've been on the phone <laughs> seven hours today. Like <laughs> go see your family. Like it literally is like, this is embarrassing for you. Like stop looking at your phone, you know? <laughs> and so, so I'm like, all right, you're right. I even got an ad from Instagram today, like a little new thing in stories that literally told me to set an alarm to take a break. And it's like, this, I, I was showing it to Steve and he's laughing. He goes, oh my God, are they hypnotizing you? Because I think it's, right. they want you to stay on it, but they're telling you to take a break. Right. It's a trick. Steve, I love Steve. <laughs> he's, Steve's onto them. Steve's onto everybody. He is. Yeah, he's got it. But yeah, but that's the thing. So we now literally, I don't walk downstairs without my phone. I don't walk upstairs. I don't walk out to the mailbox without this on my phone, but God forbid I miss a ding or a buzz or whatever. And that's ridiculous. I mean, I'm, I'm now telling people, please leave, leave your phone at home. Like, <laughs> please take a break, like enjoy your life. Like seriously. But the whole point of text marketing is that you're getting people instantly and on demand. And unlike email, which is great for long form information and background, like for newsletters, things like that, email's awesome. And you need to have that email list. But if you want something taken care of quickly, you want that 94 instant open rate. You want somebody at the 90% response rate. Yeah. You send a text because people 
see their tax and they want to clear that out, it doesn't, you know, get obnoxious like all the spam. And and the government actually created the FCC created it, the Can Spam Act, after you know, email was turned into this nightmare of remember all those joke emails that we used to get? Oh my lord. Yes. <laughs> I finally had to tell my brother, please stop sending those to me. Because <laughs> it was just like, you know, when you see like millions of people on these, I'm like, oh my God. But it created this spam. And so people now distrusted email. Well, FCC said, well, we're not going to have that for mobile phones. They put uh, high restrictions. So if you you can't legally upload a list of mobile numbers, people have to opt in by permission. And that's who you want. You don't want to waste your money on people who don't want what you have. Right. Right. You want people who know, like, and trust you, who want more of what you offer and provide value to them and nurture that relationship. And that's the cool thing. It's like Norm at Cheers, again, dating myself. You want people to feel loved. You want this device to be able to say, hey, Ursula, you know, it looks like, you know, you're probably ready for that. Those red bottom shoes. You deserve it. Right. Here's a link to buy today, the little coupon for 10% off because we love you. You know, it's like, huh? Yeah, that's, you? that's so true. I mean, there's, there's certain companies that I just, I love getting their texts and I feel loved by them and they're really good at it. And, and I know you help clients get really good at that. And I, I have more questions about the text before we get there. You said something that struck me. You're like, it didn't blow up right away. The Kawasaki thing blew up for you, but then it was like, no one else was getting it as quickly. And then I remember you got cancer 2008 for all of us who were in the inland empire. It was like a bulldozer came through and just plowed us all underground. It was a tough time, right? Someone had lost a business, lost a house, lost a, uh, all their real estate, like all the things. I remember. And, yeah. I remember standing in um, Peggy's backyard. Remember that beautiful home that she had with that beautiful lush Oh yeah. my God, your trees. And you telling me that whole story and you were right in the middle of it in 2008. Like, yeah, yeah. that was, a, it was a nightmare, but you also persevered, you pivoted. And yeah. I think that's the key. I mean, your show's about entrepreneurship. It's, it's taking the time to step back and say, it's okay yeah. to take a different direction. And as you said, make something up, you know, we throw things against the wall, see if it sticks. And if it doesn't, I don't know. You know, yeah. you learn more through failure than you do through success. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Well, 2009, this is interesting. And in, in the timeline, it was, that's when sales camp was born as selling within the selling with intention intensive was born because Tim and I had to pay six mortgages in one month and we weren't sure how to do it. And so it was like, it was born out of necessity. So I look back at yeah. all the things that shifted because of that very interesting time. But and by the way, if anyone wants to read about it, it's in Selling with Synchronicity. I tell all the stories of being on my knees and like praying to God, like, what are we supposed to be doing? And one of the things that Tim and I said to each other was like, we just got to get back on purpose. Like, what are we both supposed to be doing? Where are our gifts? Where are we supposed to be? And, you know, we went, we went back. We knew we were getting pulled back to Minnesota. We just knew it wasn't going to happen right away. And then of course, God's like, well, I'm going to give you a baby. And then you're going to like, no, you have to go back. So it's, it's interesting, like looking back, being in it, was painful. And so what kept you going? Like you had all the personal things, you had health challenges, you had the recession happening. Like, what was the thing? I mean, I know you have great faith. Um, and you must've had some kind of vision where the company could still go. Well, I never think there's another option. There we go. Okay. Talk about that. Yeah. Like I've had to like, before that. So the night when Haley was, yeah. So Haley was one, we did a massive event 
like a public event because I was all into sponsorship marketing. I went, like flew to Chicago, met all these people who like the Olympics and the World Cup and all this stuff. And I learned how to do all this stuff. And so I was doing local events, like public events. I was like, we should do one for ourselves, you know. And I was very ballsy. And I remember I was 29 years old walking into a big corporation saying, I'm going to do this event. It's called Family Fest. And you're going to sponsor. It's going to be awesome. You know, I remember Chrysler said to me, um, well, it sounds like a great concept. It's right in our target. Like you're hitting exactly who we want to meet with, but we really can't work with you until you're the size of a convention center. So I was like, hmm, <laughs> don't challenge me. You know, <laughs> so I remember coming home and we were like going to have it like at some community college gym. Like we were just going to have like trade show booths or whatever, you know. And um, I said, see, I think we need to rent some convention centers or at least one. And he's like, what? I said, Yeah. And do the math. Like if we could sell one trade show booth at one convention center, if we sold them two more, like a package of three, we can make three times as much money. It'd be so great. So we like did the math, whatever. And he's like, okay. Like he's just so sweet. He just goes along, you know, okay. Mary figured out where I, you know, he was almost making it up. So I was like, okay, let's do that. So I remember walking back into Chrysler and saying, um, okay. You got, you asked, you got what you, you know, you asked for, you got it. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you said you would work with us when we had a convention center. We have three, Anaheim, Los Angeles, and Long Beach. They're all within six weeks of each other. And I need you to be a sponsor and, and give us a car. And he's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, so it's gonna be great. And I'm like, talking really fast. And so finally, like, you know, he's like, okay, fine. You got yourself a car. I said, but wait a minute, we now have three convention centers. So do you think we should give a bumper out of the first one, the car doors at the second and the trunk on the third, or maybe she should give us three cars. I think that'd probably be better. Let's do three cars. And he's like, <laughs> he was just so shocked that, yeah. that I was like, anyways, he just like agreed to get me out of his office. So I was like, <laughs> whatever. So we did this massive event. Well, it was like, cut to the end. And I did a Sue talk on this, by the way, I bombed. I mean, the event was awesome. The client, the people who were there loved it but we lost everything. Like we went bankrupt. We had to move. Like I was taking care of my grandmother at the time because we couldn't afford to live in a house. It's just one thing after that, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, guy was like, slam, 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 you know? And so at that time, like I had no way of, we couldn't restart. Like I literally, we were living in Long Beach in my grandmother's little house. She had just passed away in my arms. I had no, like, so I had to go get a job is my point. But I remember Steve stayed home with Grace Haley. She was, this is, she's now 27. He stayed home. I cried every day having to go to work because I had to leave her for eight hours. And I just remember sobbing. And so we moved and we closed. And I remember somebody said to me, we were looking for a house. And, the, and because we had a bankruptcy, I remember one person said to me, we don't rent to people like you. <gasps> oh. oh, I was like, Oh, I'm like, I'm a good person. I work really hard. I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, and so like it took 10 years. We paid everybody back. You know, it's like, but I remember working this job and I was like, I'm miserable. I miss my own business. Like whatever. So when I got pregnant with Cameron, who's now 23, I remember calling all my old clients. Cause I, you know, I went through a depression cause I was a big fat loser. Right. Cause I lost everything and I couldn't hold together. And, you know, even though we were paying everybody back, I still in my head, you know, that's whole psychological thing. But I remember saying, I have to get back to my own business. Like I, I was keeping a couple of clients like on the side, like I work weekends or nights or whatever, just so I could keep my business going. I said, I have come back full time. I have a new baby coming. I can't do this. I can't please. I'll scrub your toilets. 
Like I'll do whatever it takes to get back to doing my business. And my, I'm surrounded by angels all the time. And, you know, they're like, oh my God, let me refer you. But, you know, pick, people are picking up phone calls. I started getting these accounts and boom, we were back in business. But that's the thing. I, even though like I had a job, it, it didn't seem like that was my path. Like, like I always had my business. The job was just some ends to a means to the end or yeah. whatever you, whatever you say. Yeah. So I didn't ever think there was another option than having my own business. Like it wasn't, it was like, what? Like, yeah, it's in the blood. It's in the blood. Yeah. And I remember being shocked that they would pay me, mm-hmm. you know, I I'm like every two weeks I get a check without, you know, really? That's crazy. Like you just give money out. Right. It was weird. Anyways, I went off on a tangent, but I'm saying is that's, I don't really talk about this stuff very much is that in my head, it was kind of surreal having a job because I was a business owner. Right. But so. you did it, but you knew in your heart of hearts and in your mind that the business you'd, you'd have a business again and you held yeah. on to that. And I yeah. think with entrepreneurs, it's like, we're just a different breed. And we know, we know even if we, if things fall apart and we go and we have a job for a while, it's temporary and, yeah. and then we're back and, and, and it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. To, yeah. Like I had to feed my family. Right. right? And then like halfway through it, Haley was old enough to go to Montessori school. So we put her in that and Steve got a job and we were both miserable because we love being creative and making stuff up. And then right. clients saying, heck yeah, that sounds great. Figure it out. You know, right. you know, and then uh, that's what we did. And so, and we still work together. Like Steve started a year after I started the business in 88, he joined me in 89, you know, and it's, I can't imagine not working with him. Like, you know, to bounce things off of. And anyways, yeah. well, you guys are, you're a pretty cool married couple. That's not for everyone, but for some people, right. you guys make it look easy and you're so oh, beautiful. Like, well, we definitely have our fights. Like, cause I'm a little, I don't know if you can't fight tell I'm a little bossy. What? <laughs> and I'm lucky to marry a man who's like even keel and happy wife, happy life attitude. <laughs> so I'm lucky that way. So if, if he had a big personality too, I don't think it would work. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we marry our, our balance. So, okay, yes. cool. So I want to, so just to put a, put a, like, I think part of the message in this, especially during this very interesting time in the world is there, there's no shame in like, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, there's going to be times when you're either going to go bankrupt, you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose a lot of money. Like there's going to be times when things are hard and that's where you get to make a decision. And sometimes the decision is I'm going to get a job for a little bit and then I'm going to come back. Or sometimes it's like, we're just going to eat ramen noodle for two years and figure this out and get through it. And right. there's always a way through it. And also yeah. like, I want to ask you this. And then I want to talk about, we got to talk about mobile marketing. What were the oh, gifts? Yeah. What were the gifts in going through that with the business? What were the gifts or what did you learn or what was different after it that maybe you wouldn't have changed or shifted had you not gone through the hard pieces of that? Right. Um, realizing that everything would be okay. I, I think sometimes we think, you know, it just gets in front of us and we have this like fear and, and it makes us stop. But it's like, if you realize that, you know what, stuff happens and it happens to everybody. And that's where like reading inspirational books and, you know, talking to other people who might've been in the same situation or people who like you, like you're a coach or you're like, oh my God, I went through this and, you know, I persevered. It's going to be okay. Just having that hope that it's going to be okay. And you know what? Life might be hard, but anything that's worth it is hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. Right. And, and it's, and when it's harder, it's almost sweeter 
because then the victory, I remember coming out of this depression that I didn't realize I was in because again, big fat loser. Remember that was my <laughs> a crown, big fat loser in my head I was wearing. I remember we, we moved to Corona. We were, I had quit the job, started, you know, back in business full time, just had my baby. He was like three months old in my arms. And I was showing my friend a house that my father helped us. He helped us with a down payment so we could buy a little house. And I remember going, oh my gosh. And I was showing her the rooms. I'm like, like it was a little teeny little house and um, like 1200 square feet. And, uh, and she goes, oh my God, you're back. And I was like, what do you mean back? Like we just drove up together. Like it was like it was such a weird thing. She goes, no, you're back. She goes, you've been gone for like two years. And I was like, I see you every week. And she's like, no, sweetie. She says that spark was gone. Like you were, it was sad. Like we just held on to you and kept, you know, and I'm, you're, you know, it was like in that moment, I was like, oh, like, and then I remember going and talking to people like, have I been weird? <laughs> Is there something wrong? And they're like, yeah, but it's okay. It's, we knew you'd get through it. Like, but I had people around me that were encouraging and, 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 and telling me that, you know what, everything's going to be fine. This is just a little hiccup on the road and God's got you and everything's going to be, you know, it's like, and yeah, we ate top ramen. I had boxes of food delivered from churches, you know, and that was great food, by the way. <laughs> I guess I and, so, and so now like, it's important to me to pay for pay it forward, right? People who bless me, like how can I help someone who maybe is just starting out or is looking for an opportunity? And you know, like what we did, I was telling a little bit about flag. It's like how can I help someone else get the leg up or continue to have the hope? Like I'd have restaurants texting me saying I can't make payroll, mm -hmm. and we would, you know, we'd have donations from the community to be able to pay them so they could deliver food to our frontline heroes, police, fire, hospital workers, senior care centers. And um, it was such a joy to be able to give them something just to hang on one more week to get over that hump. Right. And it's like that, those are the kind of things that bring you joy. So like you can work for anything you want. Everybody has to have a why, but when you, you know, think of how you can serve others and lift others up, right? We, the rising tides lifts all boats. Yeah. It just brings you so much joy that you almost forget. It's like childbirth, right? Hmm. It hurts a lot, yeah. <laughs> but you don't remember it when you have that baby in your arms, like God, like takes away the pain. So the same thing, when you start paying forward and, and really getting to that, why, like you forget all the garbage that you went through in the top ramen you ate, you know, it's all worth it. It's the best, right? We have so many of our clients who it really is about writing the big fat checks, but you can't write the checks if you don't grow your revenue. So quantum revenue expansion with our phones. We're talking about how to make money with phone. I want to make sure we do that. And then I know you have something for our clients, but I've been okay. talking so deep today. Oh my I goodness. No, that's what happens <laughs> on this show. Like we, we go there. Um, how do we make money with our phones right now? And what are, let's start with this. What are some of the myths, some of the lies, some of the misinformation out there about mobile marketing that you wish everyone would just let go of? Let's start there. Um, well, I don't hear it as much anymore, but people used to say, well, I'm really worried about bugging my customers. I'm sure that that's still a little bit. So let's okay. talk about that. Yeah. So because mobile marketing is, I mean, if you use a reputable company like Brilliant Mobile Messaging, um, you literally can't do that. I mean, you're, I mean, again, you can send them a text every day and if they think they're only getting two messages and you send them 300, that obviously they're not going to like that. But 
um, they're opting in to get what you have. So, you know, if it's a consumer-based product like frozen yogurt or pizza or something like that, obviously it's natural. Or if you're a coach and you want to use it for accountability, um, I always tell the story of this um, psychologist that came to me. He was a brain trauma um, therapist. And his challenge was he, he was getting frustrated because it was hard to move the needle because when he would do therapy with someone, they, their brain trauma. So they couldn't remember to do, it's almost like PT for the brain. Right. Yeah. So he would always felt like he was starting this process over every time. And on the other side, the insurance companies needed to have some kind of proof that he was actually doing something to move the needle, yeah. to get them better. And so he was like, Oh, I said, how about we set up a, we call them text funnels, but even like a sequence of messages based on the um, prognosis, there's going to be different exercises. Right. And so literally he would put a new customer into the system. And then on day one, day three, day five, day 12, day 15, whatever his, his uh, prescription uh, they needed, they would get the same messages. Right. And so then he would, we would then clone that sequence if it had a different kind and tweak a couple of things, but it basically started, I mean, as simple as they would a text to say, go outside and look to the sky and say something out loud that you're grateful for then click on this link and tell me what it was. Wow. Right. And then the next day it was like, now it's time to read this article and give me, you know, and so there was accountability. There was, um, just a refresher, you know, some days it was just, you're beautiful inside and out. It's a little message, but they would get this thing. And all of a sudden he was seeing that his patients were actually getting better. And then he had proof for it to get paid by the insurance agencies too, that these are the messages are going out. This is the links that were clicked. This is the amount of time they were spending on these assignments. This is their prognosis now, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it was a really cool thing. So coaches have been coming to me saying, Hey, I just want to be able to let people know like when they need to check in for you know, seminars or masterclasses or accountability calls or whatever. And so we use it for that, but it's like, there's so many different ways to use mobile. And the the difference is that it's just something that gets through the clutter. Yeah. And it's appreciated. Yeah. So I love it. So what you're saying is we're, you can use it for marketing, which I still want to talk about, and you can use it to stay in touch with your current clients or current customers in a really beautiful way or in coaching or for therapists to even have that as part of their process. Right. So then thank you. That's a, that's a cool story. And the fact that they started to get better even faster, I'm sure from an accountability perspective that that makes so much sense. And since we live on these phones from a marketing perspective, like what's one of your favorite success stories? We heard Kawasaki back in the day when you were first going like more recently, what, like what's one of your favorite stories, um, about putting a mobile marketing, um, what's the word? not program, mobile marketing campaign, you campaign. There's the word. Thank you. Uh, in place. And some of the results that maybe your client got. Yeah. Well, we have a little, um, Mexican restaurant that when they first started with us, they they probably had seven or eight little, they had you know, one full, you know, one sit down store and then like six fast food. Now they're yeah. up to like 22. Um, so they started with us probably five or six years ago and they've grown their list to 70, I think they have 78,000 people on their list, all segmented by store. Okay. So when they're about to open a new store, um, we have like geofencing, which is just basically technology saying where people are when they get a message. So we could actually send out a message to the people who had opted into the stores in a five mile radius around this new location, sending them basically to the location with the bribe of a free burrito, which cost them, you know, 25 cents or whatever. So they slowly grew and they have, like I said, very segmented markets based on 
And there's other things we can do. So we know who likes burritos and who likes tacos more and who likes enchilada, which is all really the same food, just mixed up differently. <laughs> you yeah. think about it, right? I don't know if you miss California Mexican food. Yeah. I'm getting hungry right now. Just talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so um, anyways, but what was cool is during COVID, they didn't miss a beat because they had this list. They were able to say, we're open, we're clean, we deliver, here's a mobile menu, you know, boom, 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 where a lot of the other restaurants who didn't have that benefit, they were scrambling. They didn't know, like, oh, we're going to let people know, whatever. And they were, of course, suffering because of it. And that's why we started Flag. But um, it was such, it brought so much joy to me that we could help this company grow and flourish. And then during COVID, literally make a more of a profit because they were the ones saying we're open where other people weren't. So they got the lion's share of the business. So that was kind of a cool thing that happened and they it and when facebook went down i think i don't know the date oh yes october 13th or something for five hours you're losing their minds i'm like remember back in I the day that day that was so great yeah oh you got it that's awesome yeah. yeah i spent the full five hours sending out emails and texts saying hey look what you yeah so people were actually texting me saying thank you mary for making you know because i you know sometimes i'd be like you're not using it which once I, I don't know if it was you or another coach once told me like, it bothers me when people don't use our software, like they buy it, they're paying for it. I want them to use it because I know yeah. it will bless them and they'll make them money. So when they're not using it, I'm like, ah. so I remember a coach once told me, Mary, do you think um, Bill Gates sits up at night and worries that you're not using word enough? I'm like, good point. That was a good yeah. So yeah. Anyways, but people would text me saying, thank you for encouraging me to grow my list and do all the things. And, um, and so that was nice because it was down. And so I was basically saying, you know, use social, and that's the other service we provide. We provide social media to promote your mobile number. So you can build that list because we don't own social media, <laughs> even though we think it'll always be there no matter what. We have no control over it. And if somebody shuts it down, I mean, it's probably going to come back, but you never know. You yeah. have to be able to own the list. So if you ever want to sell your business and you say, you know, here's a business A that has all these wonderful things, but no way to con contact their customers. And this business who has 5,000 customers who are eager to buy the minute you send out a text, this one might be worth a little bit more, you know? So I'm always like, look down the road as an exit yeah. strategy build your list of people who know, like, and trust you so you can offer it as an asset in the sale yeah. of your, anyways. No, uh, it's, that's a great, a huge, huge point that you just made for our listeners all over the world. Having a text, a mobile empowered list that people have opted into is really what you could sell. That would be an asset where people would be like, oh yeah, you can actually sell your company now because a lot of people worry about like, what are the assets? So, well, Mary, we, you and I could chat all day. We've already, we've already had the pre-show before the pre before the show. And like, we, it's just good to see you and be in your energy. I, I know you have some things for our listeners. So two things, if you have a free gift and then if someone's like, oh my gosh, like I have a restaurant, I need to talk to Mary. Like what, what are the next steps to connect with you? Um, well, then go to our corporate website, which is anotherbrilliantidea.com because everyone needs another brilliant idea. And there is a report that you can download. It's top 10 uh, tips for texting success or something. And basically do this, don't do that, which gives a little insight, even if you don't use our service. Um, and if you want a free account, and we actually give away a free demo 30 days, 
Um, you don't have to even put your credit card in for the software to set it up. Um, you can go to brilliantmobile.com. You can also find it through the link at another brilliant idea, of course, but um, brilliantmobile.com. And, um, and you don't have to have a restaurant. Any business can start it. We have a DIY program, um, which is basically $47 a month. So inexpensive. We just really want people to put their toe in the water and start because eventually they'll realize, dang, I make a lot of money with this. <laughs> we want people to make a lot of money. And then we also have a, a done for you program called texting funnels, where we set everything up. It comes with like 10,000 text credits and we do all the work and you basically just have to look beautiful and show up and people will buy from you. So that's a, another program that we have. And then something I'm going to be launching in 2022, which I just thought of, and we didn't talk about this before, is that with all the pivoting that people are doing, you know, businesses, maybe they don't want to go back when they want to start their own business. Maybe they have an agency, but they're looking for something else to offer. We're going to start reselling our software like as white label. And we're coming up with a course called Mobile Marketing Mastery, where we're going to basically teach you how to get customers, how to use our software, how to promote it, how to do different things. And it'll come with the ability to either you could sell Brilliant Mobile as that title, or you could name it for your own business and have it be, you know, quantum texting or whatever, but it would be yours. And so this software has blessed us so much in the last 13 years, paying us, we have customers who pay us anywhere from 47 to $6,000 a month because of the volume of text they send out. So that's something that people who decide who want to buy the service are off of the service, I should say, they can have that same blessing, a monthly income that would help, you know, their business. So we just wanted to pay that forward as well. So we're excited to launch that again in 2022. Yeah. Um, I just am like, I just need to do it. I've been talking about it. Well, this I is the accountability. It. This is the place for accountability. So there you go. And we're going to hold you to it. You've said it publicly. We're going to send it out all over the world on YouTube and all the places. So Yay. Um, awesome. millions of people have heard you say it. So we'll hold you to that. <laughs> if someone wanted, for example, the texting funnels and they used a special code like Ursula and they emailed you directly, could they get a little special? Something? Yes. Yes. I will make that happen. I will definitely give them like a 20, 25% off just for you. Said here, I will put that in. I don't get anything for that. Just so everyone knows, but we'll put it in the show notes. We just want to take care of people. And, you know, if this is something you've been wanting to try, Mary, um, Mary's the person to do it with. So Mary, thank you. Mobile Mary, love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for hanging out. It was so good. To, like, we're so funny. Like we, if people could have heard our front end conversation, we talked so fast. I think we covered like 3000 topics from kids to the world, to the pandemic in about 30 minutes. So, so good to see you. Thanks for being it's here. So good to see your face. Seriously. It just brings me so much joy to see your face and you know, I love you. Thank you. Love you too. And you, you were such an inspiration. You probably don't even know this, you know, not only as a business owner, but as a mom, like watching you with your kiddos and Steve on, um, on Facebook and knowing you guys and just all the things. So thank you for being a great model of parents and, you know, husband and wife. And- I haven't screwed them up too bad. So that's good. <laughs> you taught me that it's okay to be, to be okay. Like just be who we are and everything's going to work out. So that's, that's yeah. Definitely. I always told them I wasn't saving for college, I was saving for therapy. So, you know, <laughs> Awesome. Love you so much. And for our listeners all over the world, I hope you enjoyed the show today and got some laughs and some inspiration and some information that'll help you grow your business next year. Thanks for being here. We'll see you again next week. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.